Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Guardian. A group of journalists in the Mexican capital paint SOS Press outside the National Palace to protest the killing of some of their colleagues. Earlier this week, Mexico is one of the most dangerous places to be a journalist in the world. The Committee to Protect Journalists ranks Mexico as the most dangerous country for reporters. At least four others have been killed this year in direct retaliation for their work. A report by the Mexican National Commission for Human Rights has revealed that between the year 2000 and March 2018, 138 journalists were murdered in Mexico. Annabelle Hernandez says she knows all too well the dangers those in the media face when trying to do their jobs there. When I start to publish my, my first reports, I have an attack in my house. They didn't steal anything. They just were searching in documents that I had there. Then when I published my book, I was in an open conference in Guadalajara. And after my presentation, I was taken by my bodyguards. And my bodyguards told me that these people tried to attack me. So they took me away. And this experience showed me that if I want to still be a journalist in Mexico, I have to be outside from Mexico. Annabelle is an award-winning journalist, known mainly for her investigative work. She is the author of six books. Her latest, A Massacre in Mexico, looks at the story of the missing 43 students who disappeared in September 2014. The men who were training to be teachers have never been found, but are presumed dead. This is Small Changes, a podcast about how sometimes the seemingly smallest change can have the biggest impact. This week we talked to a journalist who has made it her life's mission to expose the struggles Mexicans live with in a country grappling with a long history of drug cartels and corruption. I'm Lucy Lamble. Welcome, Annabelle. Thank you so much for coming into our studios. Thanks for inviting me. I had the chance to chat to Annabelle during her visit to London. It was a Mexican writer, journalist, Gloria Salas, whom in 1968 created one uh, World Association of Women Journalists, the first one in the world. And today in London, were the meeting, annual meeting of this association. And I was invited as a key speaker to tell about what, what means 
be a correspondent of war. Annabelle had never really planned on being an investigative journalist. Oh, well, I have, first I have to explain that all in my family are engineers. My father, my brother, my two sisters. But I, I was interested in law. So when I announced to my father that I changed my mind and I want to become a journalist, he was just crazy. He was very angry with me. I mean, he said, you cannot be a journalist because in that moment, in that period, many newspapers, the television was under control of the government and it was many corruption. The government was was paying for the journalists to, to write nice stories about the government and not about the corruption. And I said, no, Papa, I will be a correct journalist. You, you teach me how to fight. You teach me how to ask for justice. I think that my way to ask for justice is through the journalist. I really believe that. So there you were on this new path. How did you get there? Did, did you study journalism? Did you go straight into newspapers? I went to one university to study communications. I, I cannot say that the university was really important in my career. What was very important is when I was very young, I mean, 21. I even didn't finish yet the university. In Mexico was born one journal that changed the story of Mexico, the newspaper Reforma. This newspaper didn't want the old corrupted journalist. They want new students, new, new flesh, new blood to educate, to prepare, to train this new team to do the things in another way. And this was my first job, my real school, my, my house, my managers, because really the discipline, the code of ethics became important to learn how to be a journalist. By this stage, was your father a little more convinced? He was convinced. When he was able to read in French page my first article about drugs, I have to add that on 2000, he took me uh, in his car to, to the Congress because I had to make some interviews there. And he, I remember that he held my hand and he told me, I'm proud of you. I was wrong. The tragedy that happened just a few days after that. And I just want to keep these words in my heart. And maybe this is also one motivation to continue my job, no matter how dangerous it could be. In December 2000, Annabelle's father didn't come home. She says it was commonplace for middle-class people to be held at ransom for money at that time his thought that he refused to pander to his kidnappers and he was found dead a couple of days later. Those responsible for his death have never been brought to justice. It's terrible. Right now, I, my tragedy is the, is the tragedy of hundreds of thousands. And I think, yes, this was maybe one of the worst episodes of my life. And I learned some things that my father tried to tell me many times. He said the corruption is very bad. The corruption destroys life of the people. I learned in that moment this because when we went to the authority to ask for justice, the authority said, okay, you want justice? You have to pay. 
you want me to make an investigation, you have to give us money. Of course, we said no. And until now, the people that kidnapped and murdered to my father is free. One of Annabelle's first exposés after her father's death focused on official spending on the accommodation for the use of the President of Mexico from 2000 to 2006, Vincente Fox. The President had been newly elected on an austerity ticket with promises to rein in government spending. So he promised in his campaign, I will not be like the other party, I will be honest. And he said, I will, I will not spend the public money in luxury. What I was able to discover, that was exactly what he started to do. He started to spend a lot of public money in the remodelation of the presidential house. In the US, we've seen Watergate and Pizzagate. In Mexico, Annabel revealed what was quickly dubbed Towelgate. When her searches on government procurement showed that thousands of dollars were apparently spent on small hand towels and linen for the presidential cabins. Fox ordered an investigation into this spending, which resulted in several officials who had been involved in managing the expenditure resigning. That was a very important part of the story in Mexico because before this article, no one used to ask to the president in which, in which things are you spending our money. No one. I show with this little report that no, the president is not untouchable. And she didn't stop there. In 2010, she published her first book, Los Señores del Narco. Well, this book was the result of five years of investigation, digging in this dark world that is the world of drug trafficking. In Mexico, this has been a long uh, problem. In the murder capital of the world, a dance of death. They've come to honor one of the innocent victims of the carnage here, a 16-year-old boy killed in a gun battle between rival drug cartels. Since the decade of the 60s, different gangs, cartels have been working in Mexico because in Mexico produce most of the marijuana and most of the heroin that is consumed in the United States. With the time, these gangs start to be more powerful. An extraordinary arrest operation for Mexico's most notorious criminal. Joaquin El Chapo Guzman was arrested for the final time in January 2016, after having escaped from prison the previous summer. You don't spend years investigating drug lords without coming across the name El Chapo Guzman. The suspected leader of the infamous Sinaloa cartel is currently on trial in New York for charges relating to trafficking, money laundering and firearms. And the Mexican government was saying, we cannot arrest him because he's very smart, because the common people protect him in the mountains, because he's untouchable, he's like God. He could be in one place and almost at the same time to an, in another place. We cannot do anything about this, even we are fighting very strong to against him. And we was able to prove that that was not true. El Chapo Guzman was almost illiterate. He's not powerful by himself. What I was able to prove is that 
El Chapo Guzmán de Sinaloa Cartel had been protected by the Mexican government in the highest level to do his business uh, because of the corruption. After the break, I talked to Annabel about the story that inspired her latest book and why she believes journalists are crucial if there's ever to be real justice in Mexico. When I see all this suffering of these, for example, these families that are looking for his, their, their kids, their boys, these young students, when I see the victims of the drug, when I see the victims of the corruption, I'm not able to not feel. So I decide to keep doing this job because everyone is dying in Mexico. Why keep silent if the price is just the same? Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today in Focus is a new Guardian podcast that brings you closer to our journalism by getting behind the news every weekday. You'll join me, Anushka Astana, talking to people at the centre of the big stories impacting our world. We'll use personal perspectives and expert analysis to put you at the heart of what matters. Listen to Today in Focus and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Welcome back to Small Changes. I'm Lucy Lamble. I mean, this is this is terrible. For someone like Annabelle, who has seen firsthand the impact that drug cartels have had on Mexican society, it is unfathomable that some outside of the country have found a way to turn this pain into entertainment. She believes that shows like Breaking Bad and Narcos have glamorized what is one of the hardest eras in Mexican history. Because this is one way to make superficial one phenomenon that is killing people, is killing real people, not just in the TV show. The people is really suffering. The kids are really suffering. The women are really, are really suffering. I mean, all this superficiality just make a huge distortion about what is the reality and what is the fiction. Because in this kind of series, in this kind of TV shows, they try to tell you this is the reality, but it's not. It's fiction. It's fiction. Because the reality, these guys, the narcos, are not handsome 
are not strong, are not glamorous in this way that they want to show them. They don't conquer women because they are very smart. They are grotesque. They are bizarre. They are vicious. They are fat. They consume drugs. They are crazy. They are cruel. They murder. One of the problems to come from the popularity of these types of shows is that some people outside of Mexico have seemingly become apathetic to the realities many Mexicans face daily. Here in Europe, here in London, many people consume drugs because we are living supposedly in one area of freedom. People want to call it like that. I don't know how one person that is a slave of drugs can think that is free, but these people doesn't have any conscience about is killing people in my country in many other countries. Sometimes I ask to myself if the people really could understand what is happening. They, they will take these drugs with this same pleasure and convincence that they are free. Excuse me, to be free, you also have to help to others to be free. And many people is not free, is dying, is suffering because of these drugs. Annabelle's latest book, A Massacre in Mexico, examines the fateful night of September the 26th, 2014, when 43 men, studying to be teachers, went missing after a confrontation with Mexican police. Despite national protests and international condemnation, the students have never been found. That night, in Iguala, Guerrero, that is a city uh, three hours far from Mexico City, 43 students from a rural school disappeared in one gun attack that was uh, for, uh, for three hours. Three students were murdered that night. Three other civilians were murdered that night. Four years after, no one knows what happened with the students. Where are their bodies? The Mexican government, just uh, since the first hours after the attack, tried to build one official story, one official version, saying that the students try arrived to Iguala to try to interrupt, to disturb, in one uh, political meeting of the wife of the mayor of the city. And the mayor was very angry with this, and he became almost crazy, and he ordered to the municipal police, just by themselves, attack to the students, and gave this group of 43 students to one gang, and four members of the gang were able to murder all these students and burn their bodies all that night. I was able to prove that the mayor, even if he supposedly wanted to kill to the students, he wasn't able because he wasn't in charge. The security was in charge of the army, no of the, no in the hands, was not in the hands of the mayor. I was able also to discover in this investigation that to cover, to protect the members of the army and the federal police and the rest of the officials, the government arrest more than 100 people. And the government said, these are the guilty. Everyone is in jail. It's hard to know if it will ever be established exactly what happened the night the students disappeared. To date, no one has been sentenced in connection with the case. I should point out that neither the mayor nor his wife have been tried in connection with this case. 
Annabelle's book reveals that most of those who were eventually arrested were tortured into signing false confessions. At the time, she was accused of disseminating fake news. But a recent United Nations report has since validated her accusations. In July 2018, a federal court in Mexico ordered the government to reinvestigate the 2014 disappearances, but this time under the supervision of a truth commission that should be led by the nation's top human rights body and parents of the victims. The current government has so far refused to follow through with the federal court's order, but Annabelle explains that many in the country are waiting patiently for December the 1st, when the new president, Andrés Manuel López Obrador, takes office. He promised to create this true commission. I have been talking with Alejandro Encinas, that will be the deputy secretary of human rights in the next government. And he promised that he will, will really resolve the case and he will put on the, on the trial to the army and the federal police to be able to found the bodies of the students. Annabelle's decision to pursue a career as an investigative journalist has brought with it significant consequences for how she can now live her life none of which has stopped her from continuing her work, though. When you are a victim, you cannot ignore the other victims. When I see all this suffering of, this, for example, these families that are looking for his, their, their kids, their boys, these young students, when I see the victims of the drug, when I see the victims of the corruption, I'm not able to not feel. So I decide to keep doing this job because... Also, if we want to be cold about this, everyone is dying in Mexico. Why keep silent if the price is just the same? So, given your experience as an investigative journalist in a hostile environment, what advice do you give to young people who, who want to follow you down the same path? If you want to become a journalist because money, sorry, no, it's not too much now in this business. If you want to be a journalist because you want to be famous, no, sorry, Kardashian are more famous. If you want to be a journalist because you want to be on, the TV, on TV or all these things, I mean, you have to reflect about this because you will be tired very soon. But if you think that you want to become a journalist because you believe on justice, because you believe that victims, their voices have to be heard in, the, in, in your country, in the world, you have to become a journalist. I have seen many examples how good journalists can change the world. I really believe this. I believe it. In this dark world that we have now, the world needs more journalists. Thank you to Annabelle Hernandez for joining me this week. There will be a link to her new book, A Massacre in Mexico, in this week's episode description on the Guardian website. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can send me an email at podcasts at theguardian.com. Small Changes is produced by Danielle Stevens. I'm Lucy Lamble. Thanks for listening.
For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.